Yes. I don't know. It's only that song. That's so weird. See? It'll do the outro. I'll just have to Bonk put on. that in and post. everyone and welcome to the fresh podcast market i'm panda and i'm here with my friend Teresa. hi Teresa. hi pand how are you i am doing just fine how are you i'm vibing i can't complain it's it's been a minute but you know that's life in the big city yeah i, I hear that mm-hmm this is the first time we've recorded since uh, Halloween, which I it'll be way past Halloween whenever the listeners get to this because we still have a couple episodes to get out Oopsies. because Gwen and I are doing our best. But uh, Amen. Love that for you. It's I okay. Take your time. The pictures from your Halloween party, yeah. <laughs> or not your Halloween party, the one that you went to. Yeah. And it was delightful. Thank you. You guys did what we do in the shadows. Yes. Very brave of you to uh, go in Colin Robinson costume before we knew anything about what was going to happen to Colin Robinson. That's a lie because I was planning to be Colin Robinson for Halloween for months. And when that episode happened, it was already like, actually, Halloween was after the season finale. So Was it? Okay. Yeah. I forget when t- time is fake. Time is a time is a, a time. Don't worry. But it really sent me, I have to say, that was an experience to the highest degree. And King Colin Robinson, love him, big fan of his work. And I just had to be him for Halloween. Now he's a baby. Were you anything for Halloween, Pan? Uh, No, because my mom's birthday is on the 29th. So on Halloween, the day of, we actually Mm -hmm. went and saw my mom uh, and like had lunch with her and stuff and hung out for her birthday. What a terrible fate. Because your mom is such a Christmas lover. I know, right? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Happy birthday, Panda's mom. Happy birthday, my mom. She is 68 i think queen and yeah so we went and we had mexican food for her birthday and then when i came home i was honestly just like so tired i was even Mm. just gonna like watch some movies and i didn't even do that i Mm. the next day woke up and watched the both of the scary godmother movies oh okay are you familiar yes of course (laughs) why would you think i'm not well, I wasn't sure based on your reaction. I know. I just, that was kind of a bizarre reaction, but no, I, it was like more like I'm excited, but I, I had to rein it in for a second. <laughs> yeah. I uh, love the Scary Godmother movies Case. and I wish that we would get uh, a remake of those because the worst thing about them is how bad they look. Yeah. Those and Scooby-Doo Ghoul School, School have always been faves of mine. Oh yeah. 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 Big same. I, another thing I have done recently is that I I started reading Dune because I watched Dune and 
listeners of this of of Tease on other podcasts and also Tease on this podcast will know that Tease is a Dune guy. How does it feel? How does it feel to become a part of Dune Nation? I'm, I'm a part of Dune Nation now. So I, it feels pretty great, honestly. Uh, big fan of it. I tried to read Dune once when you started reading Dune, and I just the words slid off of my very smooth baby brain and I just was not retaining any of it, even though I got about an hour and a half into the audiobook the first time. And then after I watched the movie, it was actually a lot easier to get into it because like I had kind of a frame of reference for what yes, was happening. The movie, I have to so I also saw Dune. Yes. And I have to say the movie really did make it very accessible. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So what do you think about the movie? I kind of dug it. I liked it. Kind of kind of feeling it. And I just... Tease love Dune. One thing I miss from the book that I didn't think necessarily got translated into Timothy Chalamet's performance of Paul is that... Wasn't Paul- trans enough. Well, yes, that also, I mean that's obvious, but no, is Paul in the book is a little sassy? He like, is. He's a little bit of a like he's a little bit of a baby boy, which yeah. I kind of like. And I also was very disappointed that Paul was one hundred percent girl boss and not <laughs> male boy, uh, male wife at all. Male boy. male boy, and by male boy, I mean. They don't mention him having mentat studies at all in the movie, which I was kind of a little bit disappointed because I like that he's like the crossroad between his mother's teachings and his father's teachings. And even though his father wasn't a mentat, it was still like a you can still rule and view like he's supposed to be the two best parts of quote unquote male and female society. The gender of it all. The gender of it all. I mean, we do have to remember that this book did come out in the Oh, 100%. Like, I, you find that crop up in more sci-fi than you would think. Oh, buddy, try reading Brave New World. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I haven't read Brave New World since I was, like, 18. I need to... Yeah. Oh, buddy, I need to do that one again. Same situation. I was... I think I was... 17 when i read it so same same hat but there's all this like gender like exploration type stuff but in a way that is so still firmly rooted in Mm -hmm. like gender essentialism and like the binary of gender which i get because like you know they had never even heard of a non-binary in Mm -hmm. whenever the fuck dune was written you know what else i'm really sad wasn't in the movie though my favorite scene in the whole book when jessica first gets to the new i don't want to call it a castle but gets to you know gets to the new house and she finds the secret garden and Mm -hmm. she reads a whole entire fucking essay on a leaf she sure does i lost my mind so hard when i read that in the book so that was that's like my so i don't know how they would translate that tease never finished the book Well, the movie hasn't either, so it's fine. It's fine. So about, like, the movie's two and a half hours long. I basically, where I left off reading was around the hour and 45 minute mark. So I was totally fine. And my mom, I accidentally made my mom a Dune guy, but Nina's become a bigger Dune guy than I have. She just finished the third book. Wow. (laughs) Even, like, Dune diehards 
don't think that you should read past like the third book. So I so like I just kind of been like, do you want me to order the next one? And she goes, eh, give it a break. And then like, if I have another book that I want to order, I'll just order her the next book type deal. Yeah. So I don't think she really has opinions the same as diehard Dune fans. I think she just like exists. And if I offer to buy her another Dune book, she goes, okay. So she really enjoyed the second one she said, but she also thought the third was really good. So I I don't know. Like, I feel like once I read more of them, I'll be able to have a better conversation with her about it, but she's enjoying them. And what's crazy is that she's reading other books in between. God, Dean, what a fucking legend. My mom just fucking reads so much. Like my mom walks into my room. She's like, all right, what's on your shelf? What can I read? And like, she just takes shit off my shelf and reads it and then puts it back. Like I got a book for my birthday that I have not even touched yet. She already read that. Like (laughs) at the rate that my mom reads is crazy. So she's retired, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And my mom also doesn't have ADHD. So she can just read when she wants to. Incredible. Wish that were me. Yeah, me the fuck too. So she is reading my copy of Piranesi right now, and she's also really enjoying that. She just read Detransition Baby, which is what I got for my birthday from a friend. Oh, I've like heard a lot much. about that one. She said it was a little amateurish, and I've heard mixed opinions. Yeah, and she said that it was, she didn't say it was over her head, but she was kind of like, I don't think this is a conversation that I even would want to have if I was transgender and I was like okay but you aren't but also like I get what you're saying she's like it's just like a lot of thought and considerations like okay mom like that's fine so I don't know I she but she was just like from a writing standpoint she was telling me it wasn't that great so I'm kind of like hmm interesting I still do that's one of the that's one of the things that I've heard most on like the Mm -hmm. negative end was that the like writing was not necessarily as good as Mm -hmm something attempting to tackle this topic probably deserve yeah that's fair and you know i mean everybody starts somewhere so oh absolutely there's there's no beef in that what else can i tell you uh besides dune i finally watched the lula rich documentary series oh i haven't even seen that one oh panda you would actually really like it i probably would so that's it's a mess i found a lot of moments in it relatable (laughs) and it was good hung out would have a beer watch an episode chill how do you feel about the forthcoming existence of tiger king 2 what oh come on you can't tell me you haven't heard about this no really and uh oh god oh um, i'm so sorry that i had to break it to you this way i just assumed yeah they're doing like a a follow-up to tiger king and it's gonna be basically from what i can tell it seems to be focusing on people who were in the documentary dealing with like life after the documentary became like a big hit sensation shut up and even though carol baskin declined to be involved in tiger king 2 because she was understandably not jazzed about how she was portrayed in tiger king one mm-hmm. they still have a bunch of like archival footage that like they had from the first doc that they are using of her and she's not happy about it no. and yeah so it looks like a dog shit cash grab and it it's sure gonna get that sounds like it is I'm probably gonna watch it unfortunate I don't yeah. know if I will. I I don't think I have the energy for it at this point. Yeah, I've grown. I I have better taste in shit documentaries. At well, this I mean, point. I think part of the whole thing about Tiger King to begin with was just that it was so insane, and now yeah. after it exploded, it's just like 
it's become almost like a content farm for yeah for streaming sites to have like the newest shocking docu-series mm-hmm. and that's kind of annoying no i i got that and i think that's why i have no desire to watch it because i don't particularly care and i feel like at this point i've moved past it and i you know what it is i'm one of those people that there's some people that will be content with a new season of a show every single year and they'll be happy with it no matter how garbage it is but you know i am a bitch (laughs) and (laughs) i don't want your shitty cash grab second season unless it's genuinely just as good as the first or like i wish like you know how i mean i do hate mr ryan murphy's american crime story (laughs) series as i have in fact watched the first and third season but i wish almost like something similar to tiger king was the follow-up instead but also how often do you find something like tiger king you know so i just mm, no more no more maybe make a love is blind season two sure (laughs) that's good i mean it's awful it's so bad i I love it Uh, oh love is blind i was thinking of uh i just like my brain wires got crossed very quickly for a sec and i was thinking of love on the spectrum was the one oh which i've never watched but i've I've heard uh good things from people whose opinions i trust so okay that's good but yeah no love is blind is stupid oh love is blind is terrible (laughs) they use subscriber money to make this (laughs) <laughs> you subscribe literally i was gonna reply that you subscriber money to make this they say as they uh record podcast bonus episodes of podcasts but i stopped myself <laughs> no it's really good actually thank you what else can i tell you i i started playing pikmin bloom oh i saw a tweet about that how is that it's fun good yeah you take walks and you grow pikmin and I'm not immune to Pikmin, so <laughs> I'm having a fun time, I guess. That's great. Yeah. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts. And Panda, I don't know whose turn it is, but you have an idea. So I'm going to hand this off to you. I regret to inform you I don't actually have an idea, but what I do have <laughs> is uh-huh. that I'm going to put you on blast real quick. Oh no. Because oh no. On Monday you texted me. <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> on Monday Tease texted me uh, a podcast called I Hate the Beatles where I'm forced <laughs> to listen to the whole Beatles discography and, and try to figure out why everyone loves them and I hate them. But I had to inform you that you <laughs> you came up with this idea like four years ago (laughs) i mean do i ever think when i talk no do you expect me to remember the things i said four years ago absolutely not no do i still hate the beatles yes (laughs) i just i think it's very funny the nature of a podcast like this where we have to come up with something new to say every week and then we've been doing this for four years eventually we're just gonna like our brains are gonna like monkeys on typewriters babes yeah start producing hamlet like yeah (laughs) and i just 
Oh, I was just so delighted to receive that text message. I'm so glad. Here's here's a podcast idea. You read a scene of Hamlet and then one exactly one week later you try to recite the scene from memory. Oh, actually, okay, hold on. I really like that idea. Okay. <laughs> like it's it's really silly, but it's a comedy podcast. Yeah. Cause I imagine part of the recording process would be like recording the person doing the monologue first and then like reconvening <laughs> several days later to do a second recording where they try to remember what it was that they monologued the first time. That might be fun, yeah. And I guess you have to have, like, a bit of uh, an honor system there, because if it's a podcast... You can't look it up. Well, I was gonna say, you could theoretically pretend to be reciting it, and then just, like, have it right in front of you. That is fair, but that's not nearly as fun. It's not. It would not be nearly as funny, and I would hope that a podcaster... uh, I would hope a podcaster would have more integrity than this. (laughs) Yeah, you have to withhold honor the podcaster code yeah or griffin mcelroy comes and shoots you point blank <laughs> he's the peacekeeper of the podcaster code yeah oh god if i were to make i hate the beatles though i would really want a co-host though who really likes the beatles though it would be just like continually exasperated with yeah you. so just be cork <laughs> god i can't even imagine cork on a podcast Did i don't you? even know if i've heard I'm trying to think of the amount of words I've ever heard Cork say, and it's not that many. Welcome to my podcast where me and my stepdad talk about the Beatles. <laughs> you know what it is? So, okay, so this I can actually tell you how this second time around inspired this podcast idea. I would so, love to know. As you know, uh, if I am left alone with my thoughts, I simply crumble. So... I spend a lot of time listening to educational podcasts and one of the ones I've been slowly burning through is a history of rock and 500 songs, which is not like a definitive list, but it's actually really well researched. And the host is incredibly educated when it comes to music, both from a historical point of view, but also from just like a musical writing and performing experience. He's written a handful of books, especially about like the shift into 60s like California dreamin' era pop music on the West Coast. So he's quite knowledgeable. His name is Andrew Hickey, if I recall correctly. I, for a second, was considering the name of the terror character. But it's really good. And unfortunately, as time goes on, now that I'm in episode 130 or whatever the hell, we have now reached the Beatles. And I am being subjected to listening to the Beatles because... I just can't like skip an episode because that ruins the point for me. So I have been subjecting myself to these Beatles episodes and I've been like, hmm, I still don't like the Beatles, but I understand why they were popular at the time. And I feel like if the show were to be a real thing, I would not only talk about how like I understand why it's popular. I can understand the moments that are sweet and good. However, I'm mean and I've listened to weird bitches my whole entire life and the Beatles just were something that just never clicked for me, like even as a kid. So I feel like maybe a podcast kind of where like, I hate the Beatles, but I also kind of find a common ground. And then eventually that means I get to listen to the album that Temporary Secretary is on, which I think is a banger, but nobody else does. So (laughs) Temporary Secretary. (laughs) I have to wonder what common ground you might find with the Beatles. They sure know how to make a good uh, 
guitar chord. I mean, if you think about like the opener for Hard Day's Night, that guitar chord fucking rules. <laughs> like, I will say that. I also appreciate a really good cover and the Beatles are responsible. I mean, Twist and Shout was not an original Beatles song. So Oh, I didn't a- know that. What? Yeah. Oh my yeah. Oh my god. So most of the music that we know from the sixties that quote unquote made it popular, those are like ninety-five percent covers. Wow. No, yeah. I I mean I've just like I've listened to the Beatles and like as a teenager I kind of like passively liked the Beatles, but I never got yeah. into so I have no idea about any of this. So as a overall whole not to not to get music history on the podcast, but uh overall a lot of the music that we know that's quote unquote popular and popularized from the fifties up until the sixties ish, throughout the sixties are mostly covers of each other. There wasn't a whole lot of like, this is, I'm an artist. This is my original song. This is my original performance. Nobody else can perform it. Like most Elvis songs that we know, a good chunk, I'm going to say like 25% at least are covers. I mean, Johnny Cash started off as a cover artist as well. And a lot of these albums, what would happen is because it was like an A-side and a B-side, usually an A-side would be an original and a B-side would be a single that kind of had a little bit of airtime and then ultimately flopped. Some were, for instance, made by Black people and then white people recorded them to kind of introduce it into a different market. So a lot of the songs that we know today, like for instance, Louie Louie was actually a cover, like Louie Louie, whoa, me go go. Yeah, 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 that's a cover. <laughs> Twist and Shout's a cover. House of the Rising, no, House of the Rising Sun is not. Well, House of the Rising Sun was like a, like an old, like, folk Yes, thank you. It was an old folk song, and it was also originally written specifically about a women's prison with women vocalists in mind. I didn't know that. Yeah. When I was learning to play guitar in high school a little bit, I did learn, like, the uh, original version of House of the Rising Sun. It's a good song. It is. It's a good song. I didn't know you played a little bit of guitar. I haven't retained barely any of it. I can mm. still do a little ukulele now because ah. I I have retaught myself a little ukulele. A worm. I taught myself ukulele my freshman year of college. I was like, yeah, how hard can it be to read chords? And I just like taught myself. If I remember correctly, you also did a, a Steven cosplay with your ukulele. I did. Oh my gosh. That was so long ago. Yeah. It was like <laughs> 19. Yeah. Wow. It was eight years ago. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. Steven Universe, actually, today's the anniversary. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. So I just, uh, maybe even from a, like a, I listened to like the original version of the song that the Beatles originally took from and kind of like, come like compare those maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I feel like there's a lot to say about why I hate the Beatles if I just were given the opportunity yeah, I, I imagine, because you have a lot of capital M music opinions. I sure fucking do, unfortunately. God cursed me with so many opinions on so many things, and music really had to be the one that just made me go sicko mode. Like, <laughs> unfortunate. I would listen to your Beatles podcast, Teresa. Thank you. Thank if you. only because it falls into the genre of tea suffering, which makes for extremely <laughs> funny audio content. The tea suffering cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tees. Yeah. Do you have a name? Is it just why I hate the Beatles? I think it just might be called I Hate the Beatles. <laughs> it's provocative. Uh, it'll yeah. get people's attention. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
with that uh, done, I think it's time to go to the good vibe zone. Teresa, what's something that has made you happy this week? I mean, or recently, it doesn't have to be just this week. It feels really good. <laughs> just as I say, it feels really good to see Dune come out. Um, <laughs> oh no! I'm just gonna title this episode "Dune Wears My Spice." Dune, Dune Wears My Spice. That's our Dune. That's our Dune podcast. Dune Wears My Spice, mm-hmm. starring me, Dune Guy, Peace, and Panda, my semi junior Dune Guy, junior Dune Guy. And... I'm your Dune Kohai. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm begging you to shut the fuck up. So now that I've made you upset, what's the thing that made you <laughs> Um, The website that I'm writing for actually just managed to strike two PR deals with two different manga publishers. So Hell yeah. I've been really excited to dig into that. So I started reading my first like PR handed off manga yesterday so i'm that i'm pretty excited about that i'm really excited to see where the opportunity goes with that site and just with other publishers because i feel like once we start writing for one or two manga publishers that means more and the ultimate goal is that i could finally get hard copies of the kaiji series before it comes out (laughs) or something i don't know but i so when I wrote for Anime News Network and they actually sent me books in the mail, one of my favorite parts of it was A, keeping the stuff that I wanted to keep. And then B, once those series came out, I just gave my copies to friends. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this on air. But, you okay. know, for the most part, I wait. I'm not even the most All part, content I mean. in this episode is for entertainment purposes only. Thank you. And for reviewing purposes. Like, I remember, I, I mean, you were there. When yeah. You gave, I, I mean, you saw me. Books reading through the sailor moon recall like the re-releases and you saw me reading from mm-hmm. other stuff that hadn't come out yet and it's just it, I, I like i you know i like reading manga and i don't do it as much as i used to and mm-hmm. it's just really exciting to be back on the ship and even though right now i'm reading something that i would never read on my own volition but i wanted to read in review because it's something i mean uh, all right so I'm doing, I'm writing, I'm reading and reviewing Burn the Witch, which is the new manga from the guy who created Bleach. And obviously Burn the Witch has been out for like the past month already. I know people read it online pretty quickly, but the first volume came out on October 5th. So this has been out for a month already. It's not like a shock or anything like that. But I also have access to a copy to a new Junji Ito book that comes out in December. And I'm fucking hyped. (laughs) that's great yeah so like it's fun i like reading manga and i like giving manga opinions so i'm having a blast so i guess that's my good vibes own thing that's great what about you great vibes tease thank you uh for me the thing that has brought me joy this week is and this will as other things that we've said in this episode immediately date this for everyone listening but i got the other members of the comics podcast to listen to the Hades Town soundtrack. Uh-huh. And we've not talked about it yet, but uh-huh. uh, getting some reactions over the past week has truly brought me joy. Uh, I won't name any names, but I will say one of them said, okay, I finally listened to all of it for the second time and I did cry at the end. So I got another one, boys. I'm so glad. Congratulations. I know you don't care about Hades Town, but. It, this this is my good vibe zone no that's good i respect that <laughs> ha, is also me having my 
weekly utena meltdowns also yes well that's it i'm saving i'm saving that good vibe zone for when you finally finish thank you i'm banking that one although you did uh you watched the nami's egg which is my i don't know if it's my favorite episode but i say it's my favorite episode because it's the funniest she really thought she laid an egg she she really thought that she laid an egg and she thought that jury had also laid an egg and was carrying it around in a bowling ball bag i love that for her (laughs) i really do we love a dumb idiot lesbian Mm -hmm. like big fan of miss nanami's work i literally i don't even say like hey guys are you watching your ten tonight i'm like it's not a me wednesday what are we doing wednesday I've, I've truly been enjoying your journey through Utena, and I can't wait to have you on the podcast, and hopefully Lily also. One day. I will have to uh, message them about it. Uh. But yes, forcing my friends to endure the things that I like is always a good time for me. I'm glad. Oh, and I also started watching the new Chucky TV show, and it rules. Gender fluid. Okay, yeah, I know, but it rules. Okay, like genuinely. Like, first of all, the soundtrack for the show is literally like fucking incredible. I told Lily about it and other Lily, I told Lily about it and she looked up like the soundtrack for episode one and just messaged me back, a gay person made this. Yeah, understandable. Which a gay person made Chucky, so that tracks. Oh, really? yeah i know that yeah uh the creator of chucky is or at the time was like one of the only like openly queer horror directors uh, for a while and uh it definitely i imagine you don't know very much about chucky i've seen the original child's play that's it okay well the seed of chucky which is my favorite chucky movie even though it's probably like on a like quality level it's considered one of the worst but chucky and tiffany have like a child and the child as you know from the the promo that's been going around for the new series is gender fluid and actually is like gender fluid in the movie like at the end comes to to the decision like i don't want to be a boy or a girl i want to be like one some of the time and one some of the time and like in the movie chucky like pushes back on this because this movie came out in like like the early 2000s and Mm. horror audiences were not ready for that yet but uh it in the tv show which takes place in the same canon it he has like he's clearly accepting of his child now and i just think it's beautiful that you know even evil ghosts haunting dolls can <laughs> grow and change all right go off <laughs> but anyway um yeah i think that's it for this week so listeners if you'd like to follow us on twitter you can do that at fresh pod market and if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do that at impandanata tease where can people find you online you can find me in so many places so mm-hmm. many so many you can find me on twitter at vicuna that's v-i-c-u-n-a-d you can also find me on fandom spotlight which is a fandom and pop culture news site and i mostly just write manga news updates and review manga for them i did write a piece about squid game and kaiji that was kind of fun oh i was gonna ask you about uh squid game and kaiji after the show was over because i had heard there were some similarities there sure are you could read my article you know that's what i'll do instead of asking you about it i'll support your written work 
Thanks. Give it a give it a comment. Boost up the numbies. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. And if you would like to hear other things I do in the world of podcasting, you could check out Imagine Me and Utena at UtenaCast. I also edit Loser Like Me, a Glee recap and review podcast, and also Big Steppy, a podcast about real robots, cool robots, and real cool robots. And if you would like to support this show, you can support us on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. And if you liked our theme music, that was from my wife, our producer, Gwen. You can find them on Twitter at Gwendolyn Maria or on SoundCloud at Hopefully Not Bad Lib. And thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pand. Everybody, it's a uh, time to not be voiced by Chris Pratt. Have a good one. Bye. Thank God. I know, fuck him. <laughs>